All right, guys. So next division we're going to break down for you is the NFC South. Last season, Atlanta finished in fourth at a four and twelve record. They went seven and nine against the spread. The Panthers not much better, five and eleven, but they were nine and seven against the spread with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Tampa Bay, people forget they came in second in the division. They were eleven and five, but ultimately went on to win the Super Bowl. They were twelve and eight against the spread. And New Orleans was twelve and four in Drew Brees' final season, ten and eight against the spread. Not so great. NFC South should be pretty similar to last season, if I had to guess. Falcons were biased, but hate the Falcons. They gave up all their key pieces. I don't know how Matt Ryan is still the quarterback there. Tampa Bay, everyone is super bullish on Tampa Bay. And then the Saints, a team that people are kind of unsure of. Quarterback situation with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the Saints have to offer. Jameis Winston, he's grown a lot on me in, over the past couple of years. I hated him when he was in college, Florida State. Hated him when he was for the Bucks. He just has a place in my heart now that he's for the Saints. He's been saying all the right things to the press. Plus, like, he just seems like he's having fun out there. So, personally, I'm expecting Tampa to win the division and uh, Saints to come in second. And then Carolina or Atlanta, I have absolutely no idea how that's going to shake up. So, Keith, as the, as the fellow Saints fan, what is your ex- expectation for this division? Pretty much that, what you said. I mean, the Saints are the biggest question mark right now. With a almost non-existent receiving core, question mark at quarterback, they could finish in first. Not very likely. They could do a little worse than that. Hopefully not. But we'll just have to see. I mean, I think Atlanta and Carolina are just kind of piddling around in uh, in mediocrity right now. And then Tampa, we'll see. You know, the fandom in me is uh, skeptical, I think objectively returning all 22 starters when they were already pretty damn stacked on both sides of the ball means that they'll have a you know solid outlook on the season so I, I think the prediction for the finish in the division is pretty much what you said jack tampa first saint second atlanta carolina who gives a shit <laughs> zach what do you think yeah i definitely i agree with all that and i, I like Jameis too he's he's funny he just does the weirdest shit so he's unintentionally he's, he's, funny he's Definitely not afraid to be himself. He's a different character, but I hope he wins the starting job too because I don't really have much confidence in the ceiling of the Saints with with Taysom Stark. Maybe not with Jameis either, but their defense is really good, so that's kind of the redeeming quality of the Saints right now is their defense should keep them in a lot of games and maybe win them some games. So Otherwise, you guys might be joining me in mediocrity, and I get to make fun of you guys a little bit this year, but we'll see. I think the order is exactly how you guys said. I, I like the Bucks for sure to win but who knows injuries could happen or you know things could change throughout the season so so we'll see what happens yeah i mean i hate to say it but the bucks are one tom brady injury away from being a complete question mark right i mean i couldn't <laughs> tell you who their backup quarterback is i have zero clue uh blaine gabbard i think that might, I might not be. sure let's go with yeah, that yeah all right i complete downgrade either way all right guys let's go ahead and get into talking about each specific team for you real quick all right, guys, moving into the NFC South, we're going to go from worst to first. So we're obviously going to talk about the Falcons. Last season, they went 4-12, and and they were 7-9 against the spread. This upcoming season, plus 8,000 to win the Super Bowl, plus 3,000 to win the NFC, plus 900 to win the NFC South. And just to make the playoffs, plus 190, the books currently have their over-under for regular season wins set at 7.5 games. Take the over at minus 130, or you can take the under it's at plus 110. So Falcons, I guess people are expecting them to be decent. Falcons hired Arthur Smith to be the new head coach. He comes from the Titans. He was their former offensive coordinator. This is going to be his first NFL head coaching job. Dave Ragone is going to be the offensive coordinator. He is also entering his first season as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. He last worked for Chicago as their quarterback coach before taking over as a passing game coordinator in 2020. And then uh, my favorite name of any coach in the NFL, Dean Pease. He is the defensive coordinator. of. The, he's the former Titans defensive coordinator from 2018 to 2019. He retired for the 2020 season. Guy's got 47 years of coaching 
experience, 16 years in the NFL. Coaching situation should definitely cause some concerns. I don't see this team winning eight games with Dave Ragone from the Bears. Like, no offense, Zach, but he didn't exactly do great things as a passing game coordinator. So I don't want to talk a whole much about the Falcons. They, they did Kyle Pitts from Florida, tight end in the first round of the NFL draft this year. He was the highest selected tight end ever in NFL history at number four. Dude is an absolute beast. Don't know if that's going to translate immediately to the NFL, but this guy's, you know, getting comparisons like guys like Darren Waller for the Raiders. If you are looking for some offensive rookie of the year futures, currently I think he's around plus 800 to plus 1,000. Falcons, I'm not expecting this team to do great things. Third in the NFC South seems the most realistic. Julio Jones is obviously gone. Calvin Ridley's now stepping up. You know, Matt Ryan, what is going on with this dude? Lately, that team's just fun to root against because they're so bad. I mean, everyone remembers the game last year versus the Cowboys. That was just absolutely hilarious. Hopefully we see some more stuff like that from the Falcons this year, but with my inherent bias as a Saints fan, probably best for me to fade any of their futures. What do you guys think about the Falcons? Bet the under on their win total. Seven and a half is way the hell too generous. I think plus 110 odds, not bad for a season-long future. If you could parlay that, probably for the best, but I mean, okay, fine. Sorry, breaking the commandments. (laughs) I don't really understand why they're projected to be that much better than last year. Their defense looks like it's going to be a dumpster fire again. Their secondary is always questionable. Really don't have high hopes in the defense. Pretty decent draw for them. Even with that, I don't really see this team winning eight games, probably. The Falcons are they are so bad lately that you don't even they don't even cross your mind. That's it for the Falcons, guys. I don't think we have anything better to say. We could talk shit about them all day, but let's go ahead and move on to the next team. Moving on in the NFC South, we got Carolina Panthers. Last year was kind of a rebuilding year. They went 5-11, finished third in the division to win the Super Bowls, plus 9,000. Some long odds there to win the NFC, plus 4,000. To win the division, they're plus 1,000. To make the playoffs, plus 210. To not make the playoffs, minus 275. And their over-under win total is 7.5. Over 7.5, you're getting minus 105. Under 7.5, you're getting minus 115. Head coach Matt Rule entering his second year as as head coach, you know, formerly of the Baylor Bears in college. And he was the 2019 Big 12 Coach of the Year. So he he obviously had a lot of success at the college ranks. I think he's going to be a good head coach in the NFL. I think he can do a lot of good in the NFL, especially with the help of his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, who is entering his second season as the team's offensive coordinator. He was the OC on LSU's national championship team back in 2019 with Joe Burrow, and he was an assistant for Sean Payton, the Saints. So a lot of lot of ties to this podcast. The defense coordinator in Carolina is Phil Snow. The coaching staff is pretty much all entering their second season, so it's a little bit of continuity there. Should help things be a little bit more stable this year in Carolina, you would, you would imagine. That's the coaches for you, for the Carolina Panthers. 5-11 and 11 for a first-year coach, brand-new staff last season. Could definitely have done worse, so I'd like to think that you know six or seven wins is, is probably realistic for them this year. Yeah, like you said, Joe Brady, absolute stud. Good time, Zach. Yeah, Phil Snow, he's got a good connection with Matt Rule, came over from Baylor with him, so that continuity. Um, you know, it's a little bit better of a theme than like what the Falcons have going on. Yeah, but the Panthers, they start off with the Jets in week one. Sam Darnold's going to get to go up against his former team with a new head coach and a new quarterback, Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully he is fully healthy. Not expecting a whole bunch from this team. What are your guys' ex- expectations for the Panthers this season? I'd lean the under. I really don't expect much from the Panthers. We'll have to see uh, what's coming out of the quarterback position. We'll find out this year if the issue in New York was Sam Darnold or if it was Adam Gase because uh, it tends to
tends to seem like when quarterbacks get away from Gase, they have some sort of renaissance. And if anybody can do that with Sam Darnold, it's Joe Brady. But everything is kind of a question mark aside from Christian McCaffrey. He's, you know, obviously a stalwart on offense. I'm not really expecting much out of Carolina this year. They're they're kind of in the middle of a rebuild as well. Lean the under. I'm not confident in that enough to to bet it one way or the other, though. The lines for them are, are tight, so I'm not. I do like their secondary. I like their receiving core. I think. Joe Brady could do some things. Sam Darnold, if maybe he's just not cut out to be a starter in the NFL, and I, I kind of lean that direction, but he will have Christian McCaffrey back, which is a huge help. We'll see. I think they're going to end up right around seven wins or so, and yeah, so it's a tight line. I'm not going to play it, but I'm intrigued to watch this team this year, but I, I definitely have no strong convictions or plays for this team. All right, boys. So yeah, I am playing one wager on the Panthers this season. Uh, complete long shot, but I am taking uh, Christian McCaffrey at plus 5,500 to have the most regular season receptions. I made this bet early August. Obviously, a wide receiver has a better chance at winning this prop, but it just seemed like too good of odds for me to pass up. Despite playing in only three games last season, he's coming back full force RB1 for the Panthers. Since joining the league in 2017, McCaffrey's reception numbers have improved every year. Um, obviously excluding 2020, at 80 receptions in his rookie season, 107 in 2018, and 116 in 2019. Yeah, Sam Darnold, we have enough to say about him. Despite being a subpar quarterback, though, I think he should improve McCaffrey's targets. I think they're going to get into enough garbage time situations where those little short dump passes out of the backfield uh, definitely increases impact on the passing game. So Christian McCaffrey, most receptions, plus 5,500. I'm putting half a unit on this wager. Total long shot, but a bet that I really, really like. Anything else for us, guys? I got nothing. That's it for the Panthers, guys. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next team. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Supposedly, they were Super Bowl champions, but nobody was in the stadium. So did it really happen? This year, they are plus 600 to win the Super Bowl, plus 275 to win the NFC, minus 200 to win the NFC South. And they are (laughs) minus 700 to make the playoffs, plus 500 to miss. And their win total is set at 12, over under 12, minus 110 either way. They are returning all 22 starters on offense and defense. Man, I'm just going to be super negative on this team. (laughs) Head coach Bruce Arians entering third season in Tampa Bay. 26 years of NFL coaching experience, 76-47-1 as a head coach. Two-time coach of the year, so he's got a lot of accolades on his his resume. Assistant head coach and the run game coordinator, Harold Goodwin. He's entering his third season as the franchise's assistant head coach and run game coordinator, and he's Bruce Arians' right-hand man, so there's a lot of continuity when it comes to that pairing. Byron Leftwich, the OC. I don't know if he's gotten a lot of the recognition that he deserves, so this will be a big year for him to uh, to come out and re- run that offense. Definitely deserving of being a future head coach. Absolutely, with the job that he's done. He's entering his third season in Tampa as the OC. Uh, he's got four years of coaching experience, so this will be a big year uh, in terms of his career trajectory, I think. And then Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator and Super Bowl MVP of last year, if we are looking at one person who won the Super Bowl. Entering his third season as the franchise's DC, 21 years of coaching experience. He was the head coach of the Jets from 15 to 18. Not a great tenure, but once he got back with Bruce Arians in Tampa and went straight back to DC as opposed to overseeing the whole team, things went well for him. So this is the coaching staff of the Bucks. No changes. Big years for Leftwich and Bowles. Not a whole lot else to say about them, though. Definitely not anything positive for me. So y'all should probably talk about them. I like the fact that Bruce Arians, you know, kind of keeps 
or brings back people that he's coached before, like uh, Byron Leftwich. You know, he got his first NFL coaching job as a Cardinals quarterback coach under Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles' previous experience with him as Cardinals DC. I think that's kind of cool. I kind of dislike that Bruce Arians is the Bucks coach because I really like him or at least did prior to him joining the team. Same. That's a tough thing to say, but I did draft pretty well to help out their 22 returning starters, so that kind of sucks. I got a cakewalk first couple of games. They're going to open up the regular season versus Dallas, a team that I think is a little bit overrated. Then they get to play Atlanta at home as well. Uh, before the schedule gets a little bit harder, they then they move on to play LA Rams and then a uh, little Tom Brady reunion up in New England in week four. It should be pretty interesting. So don't really like the Bucks, but you know it's hard to admit that they're not one of the elite teams in the NFL at the moment. So probably mostly going to fade a lot of bets involving them in terms of uh, heading into the season. I think I might be betting against them in terms of regular season spreads a lot because I think the public is just going to ride the shit out of them and might drive lines a little bit into a territory that makes it favorable to play the underdog on the spread versus them. So that's something I'm going to be looking at. I don't personally think Tom Brady's going to do as well as some of his props are indicating. Zach's probably going to disagree with me on this, but like Tom Brady, the first four weeks of the season is going to be like a preseason to him. But those first two games, I'm not expecting a whole bunch. They'll kind of just get in their groove. Sad to say that the Bucs are clear favorite uh, coming out of the NFC. Zach, what are you playing in terms of the Bucs heading into this year? I do have a couple plays for the Bucs. I don't really like this team either, particularly. I mean, not for the reasons that y'all don't like. They're obviously really talented. I have some doubts on their secondary. I think their secondary is kind of overrated, but we'll see. If the, if the defensive line does as well as they did at the end of last season, it doesn't really matter how, how good the secondary is. But overall, I'm, I am pretty bullish on this team. I think they get a fairly easy schedule. I do think the Saints are going to take at least a slight step back. Obviously, for the division, I think they're going to run through it, but I do have a couple of plays for props. I actually am pretty heavily favoring the Bucks win total over. Over 12, like we said, minus 110. I, I I am going to play that. Um, Jackson doesn't like it. I'm very strongly considering taking an alt win total for them at, at 13. You get plus 200 odds. I mean, 13 and four is pretty realistic. So 14 and three might be a little bit of a stretch. But again, with the schedule and now this whole team has been together for a year, knowing Tom Brady, his hunger and drive and his just freakish um, ability. I, I don't really like him, but he's got this freakish ability to never get rid of the chip on his shoulder. So even at 40 million years old or whatever he is now, he's he still fires up this team to want to wanna win all the time. I'm not saying they're going to win it all. I don't. In fact, I don't really like taking them to win the Super Bowl and running it back at plus 600 just because it's so hard to win the Super Bowl. A lot of things could happen, injuries and stuff. You have a bad day and you're done. But I do like their win total over and possibly even the all 13 wins plus 200 odds over. But then Tom Brady, you said you don't like it. I can't bet against Tom Brady. I've tried to do it and it never works. As much as I don't like the guy, because he kisses his son in the mouth, a bunch of, and some other, do that. I mean, people think he's really funny now because he's on Twitter and stuff and freed from Belichick's reigns. I don't think he's really, really that funny. He's kind of corny. and He's like, he's like, the, he's like dad joke funny. He's not yeah. even dad joke funny. He's like, there's nothing I like about this team or any he, of the players on like, it. He's, he's successful old man in the NFL funny, which is to say not very at all. He's just attractive and successful. I still like his passing yard over for this year. It's set at 4,750 and a half yards. Last season he had 
4,633 yards, and that was with the apparent MCL injury. He had no experience or offseason with those receivers, and I don't really have a ton of confidence in the running game to really flourish. Arian still likes to air the ball out, so I think the Tom Brady over passing yards is, is a pretty safe play because I expect several quarterbacks in the league this year to go over 5,000, just given the 17th game as well. I think Tom Brady will likely be one of those guys. Padden has stats for that Hall of Fame resume. I'm glad that you mentioned it, but that 17th game, man, it's kind of going to take, I think it's going to take a year or two before people can kind of like normalize over under odds for player props and things like that. Cause 4750 seems ridiculous to me, but like that extra game, if you can throw for 300 to 500 yards, it's a huge difference. So I want to say I don't like that, but it's once you say 4,600 yards last season, it makes it kind of hard to argue against you. So I've got to stay away. It's kind of the similar thing as the Falcons, you know, as a Saints fan, like I'm just inherently biased against the Buccaneers. Really, really difficult to repeat in the NFL as a Super Bowl champions. Buccaneers, we hate you. Realistically, probably expecting a decent season from them. Overrated as fuck. Bet money line against them every week. You'll be net profitable on the season. I'm so irritated. Let's move on. I don't like the Bucks, but I think they're going to be pretty good. So that's it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, guys. All right, guys. Next team in the NFC South that we're going to cover is the New Orleans Saints. Keith and I, we love the Saints, but we like to think that we're realist about our expectations for them this year. So we're not going to think that they're going to win the Super Bowl at plus 3,000 odds. The rest of their odds, we're looking at plus 1,600 to win the NFC, plus 350 to win the NFC South. To make the playoffs plus 100 and to miss at minus 120. And their over-under for regular season wins is set at 9, minus 115 on the over, and minus 105 on the under. Drew Brees has retired. Keith, both of your teams kind of took a hit from last season. I think if you're a Notre Dame and a Saints fan in 2020, you had a little bit more to look forward to. than you do this coming season. But maybe we'll talk. Oh, we'll bring Notre Dame into this. Come on. <laughs> I just think they're both kind of on that same trajectory. You know, they're both primetime squads. And, and this season, yeah, I don't I don't think either teams are going to be. Yeah, non- well, Drew Brees is the color commentator on Indie Games this year on NBC. So I still get Drew Brees in my life. I know y'all know how I feel about Drew Brees. Great football player. Can't stand the guy as a person. So excited to yeah. see <laughs> someone else get a chance. <laughs> Anyways, though, let's go ahead and do a little coach breakdown. Uh, Sean Payton. Head coach of the team. He's entering his 15th season. Everyone remembers, you know, he's suspended in 2012, served as a peewee offense coordinator during that time. 23 years overall NFL coaching experience, 2006 coach of the year, and the Saints have won the NFC South four years straight. Nice to see some consistency with the Saints there. Uh, Pete Carmichael as well. We know Sean Payton likes to call the shots on the offense, but he's actually been the offensive coordinator with the Saints for 13 years now. He joined in 2006 as the quarterback's coach, and he was promoted offensive coordinator in 2009. That is the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. You know, just looking for any way to drop that in that I could. Yeah, buddy. Man, it's been over 10 years. It's crazy. We're getting old. Defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen. I guess ever since his time with, like, the Raiders, I haven't really been his biggest fan. But he's uh, actually entering his seventh season with the franchise as well, which seems pretty crazy that it's been that long. Saints defense has drastically improved since he joined in 2015. He was promoted from defensive assistant to replace former defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. I don't know what happened to that dude or Rex Ryan, but I miss seeing that big old fat boy on the sidelines, even if he wasn't the best defensive coordinator for the Saints. He's just a crazy-looking guy. I loved, loved him. So, you know, got some consistency among the coaching staff. If I had to say, probably top five in the league. Like I think we've already touched on a little bit in the past. Some question marks on the offensive side. Alvin Kamara and the running back crew is not one of those question marks. Probably a top five running back unit. I don't know what's really going on with Michael Thomas, but he seems like he's kind of fucking the Saints over. Kind of not happy about that. So seems like Jameis Winston's going to start at quarterback, but Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army knife. We'll see what happens with those two guys. You know, still a lot of time. 
I'm going to watch the Saints. I'm looking forward to hopefully thinking they're going to have a winning season, but it's going to be really, really hard to beat the Buccaneers in, in the NFC South this season. People like to play up the quarterback controversy or, or duel or whatever you want to call it, competition. If Jameis Winston's not the starter at the beginning of the season, this team doesn't want to win. Taysom Hill didn't start an NFL game at quarterback until he was 30. That's kind of all you need to know about his ability to start in the NFL. Also, Jameis Winston is a former 4,000-yard quarterback. Is he a 5,000? He had 5,000 a year. He threw 30 picks. There we go. 5,000, 30, 30, right? Yeah, 5,0, 30-30. He's near the top of the league in TD passes. Since then, he's gotten LASIK, and he's working with Sean Payton. So, I mean, this will be a big year to see if he can straighten all that out, lessen the picks, and keep the yardage up. I think with the wide receiver core, you know, we talked – previously about the salary cap situation and how you know this team has proven year after year that the salary cap is not a thing and they've been able to get around it by doing all sorts of contract magic and this is the end result of that we had to let Emmanuel Sanders go make all sorts of cuts obviously Drew Brees retired so that helped out the money situation as well but now with Michael Thomas out because he had his ankle surgery late we're kind of left at table scraps at the receiving core Alvin Kamara is going to get a hell of a workload this year so hopefully the guy can stay healthy otherwise Saints are up Shit's Creek. So like you, Jack, I'm just going to kind of sit back and watch the season, you know, kind of hope for the best. But I'm a realist. The best days of this franchise are behind us, at least, you know, in the foreseeable future. We're just going to have to see how things go from here. Yeah, I think you can also agree, you know, I don't want to put my heart into betting on the Saints. Zach, you want to trash talk the Saints since we trash talk the Bears on you all the time? Uh, I was going to, but you guys kind of got me depressed about the Saints, man. I just, I, I feel bad for you now <laughs> at this point. I don't have too much to add. I'm actually rooting for James Winston. I hope he starts and I hope he does well. I said before, I think the defense will be pretty good. So that's, you know, a redeeming factor of this team, but it could be a, a dicey season in New Orleans this year. I'm tempted to play the over just because seeing a nine and eight Saints team just doesn't feel right to me, but it's definitely not far off. You guys are pretty realistic about the situations, but it, yeah, it might be it might be fade the Saints at some times this year. Keith, any final words on the Saints? Who that baby? The, some of the earliest memories of the Saints for me. The uh, the days where we had two quarterbacks named Billy Joe. It was not a good time, but, uh, you know, we got through it, won a Super Bowl. So I'm just going to have to ride this out. Hopefully it'll turn out well and surprise us. But if not, you know, we had fun while it lasted during the Drew Brees era. It's always college football to look forward to, to as well. So as long as it's not Big Ten. True that. Anyways, that's going to be our final bit for our Saints breakdown, guys. Thanks, everybody, for checking out our episode, Breaking Down the NFC South. Next episode, we'll be going over the NFC East. If you like our content, please like and subscribe. It goes a long way. We really do appreciate it. More content coming soon as football season quickly approaches. In the meantime, though, may all of your bets prosper.